Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go on a Friday. A lot of energy and a lot to talk about. Live in Los Angeles, it's the herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. It is sweater weather today. Blazing five. Love my picks. We've had back-to-back winning Blazing fives. Last week, three and two. Week before Thanksgiving, four and one. Love our picks today. We got a five and oh staring at us. Now, 4-1. We, we take 4-1. J-Mac, I said yesterday on the show, I said, I'm not going to watch that stupid NFL game. <laughs> I don't care if it's Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi or Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky. You can't make me watch that game. And then I go have a little dinner at my friend's restaurant. I turn it on. The first half's fantastic. That was, that was fantastic, <laughs> really? Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers at home lay another egg? I don't know, Colin. Uh, that was a rough watch. It was. Okay, so two defensive head coaches, Bill Belichick, Mike Tomlin, met last night with backup quarterbacks. Oh, Lord. So Tomlin had the better roster. Mike Tomlin was at home. Mike Tomlin has the better quarterback. Mitch Trubisky made the playoffs twice, and he lost. And they had about 250 yards. Tomlin is now 3-10 and all-time against Belichick, and Mike Tomlin has lost six of his last seven to rookie coaches. Hey, but he's never been under 500. I still contend Pittsburgh has a lot of talent. It's a top five or six roster. But what I was watching last night were two old defensive head coaches, nice resumes, two longest tenured coaches in the league that both Tomlin and Belichick need to look in the mirror and take a long, hard look at themselves and the cultures they've created. It is outdated. I mean, the Steelers offensively think the jet sweep is revolutionary. It's used in high school. The Patriots can't draft or develop wide receiver talent or tight end talent in the last decade to save their life. 
mean, do you really think if you gave Kyle Shanahan, Andy Reid, Sean McVay, Sean Payton, Pittsburgh's offense, it would look like this? I mean, I know it's Trubisky and Kenny Pickett, but would it look like this? This is embarrassing. I mean, Pittsburgh's got a really good young tight end, two excellent wide receivers. I don't love both their backs. And the O-line, come on. They've, they've put draft picks and money into it. It's still okay, and it still looks like this. But, hey, they've never had a losing season. Boy, is that the standard for the Steelers? But are these two franchises really feel like two middle-aged guys who want to brag about their college or high school days? It's ugly. And it shouldn't be. At least New England has an excuse. They let Belichick draft, and he can't. But Pittsburgh's front office has a history of being finding gems everywhere. I don't think there's a franchise in the NFL that drafts better wide receiver and tight end talent over the last 20 years than Pittsburgh. Tomlin can't do anything with it. It doesn't matter if it's Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones or Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky. These teams are a mile from relevance. The world has changed, and they're sitting bragging about tough football and special teams. And, and once again, I would like to point out that all through this league with quarterback injuries, when an offensive coach loses a starting quarterback, Shane Steichen is a playoff team today with Gardner Minshew. It's not man overboard. Arthur Smith... Taylor Heineke, he's leading his division over the favored defensive coach with the better quarterback, Dennis Allen. Uh, Mike McCarthy last year, criticize him all you want, went 5-1 and one with Cooper Rush. Zach Taylor, 32-37 this last weekend, Jake Browning a backup at Jacksonville. Zach Taylor, offensive coach. Kevin Stefanski. I watched Joe Flacco last weekend. My jaw about hit the floor. I could not believe how good Joe Flacco was. He was outstanding. I watched Baker Mayfield and Sean McVay last year. They had one practice together. I watched Kevin O'Donnell and Josh Dobbs, Minnesota, this year. They had no practice together. None. Trubisky's been in the building now for a while. Bailey Zappi, second half. Didn't have a drive longer than 20 yards. I mean, I know, I know they're respected, and they'll get statues outside the stadium. These teams feel like a mile away from relevance. Here was Mike Tomlin after. What went into the fourth and two call, Mike, and was that the primary call? It was. We were down there. Um, we 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 played a win. Uh, we wanted to be aggressive, um, and we just didn't. Get it done. Where do you guys go from here? What What is the direction? Of we get ready for our next opportunity next week. Uh, it's what we always always do. Um, obviously, um, this stings, um, but we'll be back. Listen, you never want to lose your starting quarterback. But if you have a defensive head coach, even a multiple Super Bowl winning defensive head coach, and you lose your starting quarterback, season's over. If you have an offensive coach and you lose your quarterback, you can lead your division. You can be viable. I've got multiple, multiple examples. I have Joe Flacco in Cleveland. I mean, if you, if you didn't watch that game last week, it was, what am I watching? Joe Flacco was on a couch. <laughs> Walks into Cleveland making throws all over the yard. It wasn't just Flacco. It was the coach. All right, so the Lakers last night hammered the Pelicans. It's this in-season tournament. And the thing I take away from it, first of all, it's a swing by the NBA. I'm all for taking swings. 
We talk about that all the time. It's fun. The court's different. The players are into it. They get $500,000 to the winning team. Now, to LeBron James, that means nothing. But he is totally focused, insanely intense, absolutely, inarguably committed to the in-season tournament. He is having an unbelievable season. He would be first-team All-NBA right now. Why does he care so much about this? He'll probably give that money and tip the ball, boys. Why? I believe there's only one thing he's never surpassed. Oh, he's surpassed it, MJ. But in the minds of the MJ fans, that's the last hurdle. And winning the first in-season tournament is something else you can put on the Wikipedia page. And LeBron is keeping score. Because he's surpassed Kareem in points. He's surpassed Kareem in minutes. He's won the first in-season tournament. He's now fourth all-time. He just passed Steve Nash and assists. He's climbing up that list. He has nothing, no other hurdle. Well, he'll never win six. Well, Bill Russell won 11 titles. Almost double Michael Jordan. He knows, he knows, he's not going to be perfect. He's probably not going to win six titles. But what he's doing is he is looking at opportunities that go into the resume and historians go 20 years from now, yeah, I know Mike went six for six, but he, he surpassed Kareem in points. He finished first or second in assists. He got to more finals. He won the first in-season tournament. And here's another thing. I think LeBron came in with a mindset this season. And why this season? I mean, it was good last season. It was good the season before. But what is it about this season that LeBron has been this focused? I mean, it's, it's really incredible. He would be first-team All-NBA. He currently leads the NBA in fourth-quarter baskets over Luka, Tatum, Giannis, Jokic. It's insane. Why? He's 39. 39 was Michael's last year. First year, only year, he averaged under 20 points. So when historians look back at Michael's last year, yay, averaged like 18, 19 a game, they're going to look at LeBron James at 39 and go, bruh, he was first team all NBA. I think the in-season tournament... LeBron has taken it completely seriously to add to his Wikipedia NBA resume. And I think he went into this season at 39 knowing that's when Michael hung it up. And Michael was not washed, but Michael was done. He wasn't vertical, only season under 20. And you'll look at LeBron and go, he hadn't been this good in six years. This is a testament to something we all now have to acknowledge. LeBron is on a short list and may lead it as the greatest athlete in American sports history. Let that bake in. 39 years old. Basketball, you play the offensive end, the defensive end. This is not football. Brady watched defense, special teams. LeBron's on the floor for all of it. And I have watched parts of every Laker game this year, I think, almost every Laker game. He's been the best player on the floor in virtually every game the best player on the floor, and he's played KD. He, they, got some, they got some games here against young stars, best player on the floor. So I think when you get to be LeBron James, he went into this season knowing this was the time Michael hung it up. He was going to make a point, a historical comp. Not only am I not hanging it up, I'm one of the five best players in the league. Because what he did last night, 
133-89. They're now in the play-in tournament championship against the Pacers. And I'm going to tell you something. LeBron is going to play one of his best games of the year. LeBron, I, he don't want to hear about Halliburton, that kid to the Pacers. He ain't got any interest in that. He is going to look at that game tomorrow in Vegas as resume stuff, all-time stuff, 20 years from now stuff. Here was LeBron on advancing to the finals on TNT. It's still December, so I'm not getting too crazy about the whole thing. I understand this is this thing has been great in season tournament, but it's still December. We're a team that wants to get better every single game. We go out there every quarter, every possession, so we had another opportunity to do that. Yeah, no big deal. Really? You watched LeBron this year? I mean, if you're watching LeBron this year, it doesn't he was great last year. It looks completely different. First team all NBA today leads the fourth quarter in baskets made it's insane what he's doing right now all historical comps and he's keeping score um you know i've had to for years and years j mac uh i ha- i don't think i've been negative with the cowboys but i've kind of rolled my eyes at super bowl stuff I-, I i always use the argument with the cowboys they'll be pretty good and that's what they've been for 20 years and so for 20 years i've been pretty right in the cowboys they're pretty good they're not just pretty good this year. And there's a couple of things where we have to take them seriously. They have now wedged into my Super Bowl bubble, and there's only about six teams. But uh, to, this weekend, this Philadelphia game, a lot of people are already handing it to Dallas. This is the game of the season for them for a lot of different reasons. Blazing Five, 45 minutes from now, are you excited? For the Blazing Five or Eagles-Cowboys? I can't wait for Eagles-Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Um... Philadelphia off a humiliating loss. Mm. Teams that are good off humiliating losses bring their A game. I'll say this about the Dallas Eagles game. Um, If the Cowboys manage to lose this game, I don't want to hear another word about Dak Prescott in the MVP discussion. (laughs) No more. No more. It's over. If if Dak Prescott cannot come through in this game, and I think they will, I bet Dallas. Um, Can I go back to uh, LeBron for one second? Yeah. You mentioned KD and LeBron in like the same sentence, and I, I decided, let me look it up. Do you know what Kevin Durant's record against LeBron is without Steph Curry? When he was with the Warriors, obviously they they annihilated everyone. Kevin Durant's record against LeBron without Steph Curry is four and twenty. He cannot touch LeBron when he doesn't have Steph Curry and a stacked deck. LeBron has annihilated maybe a top fifteen player in the history of the game head to head almost every time. That to me is crazy because we know Jordan struggles. Against the Pistons, against Bird, against Magic. So you went back in the day. That, that that's a crazy number. So you were at a Laker game. I haven't gone in person to a Laker game this year. What was your interpretation of LeBron? What you saw? Right, best player on the court. It wasn't even close. And wasn't, Devin Booker's real good. No, Kevin no. Durant's I mean, very think good. how good Booker is. Yeah. Booker last year in the playoffs went on an MJ Kobe run. Kevin Durant's one of the best get a basket guys in the last fifteen yeah. years. All on the floor together. Not close. Not close. And I'm a, you know, I have been a Durant guy. We've had our online beefs. I get that. But no, we don't. it's not. LeBron is so superior to Durant uh, historically. Like, and Durant's very, very good. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I liked your LeBron rate. That was a good start to the day. Yeah. So, all right. Blazing five, 45 minutes from now. Thoughts on the Cowboys Eagles, which is going to be a great, great. We got some really interesting matchups this weekend. All right, I've got a great parlay for you this weekend thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. Now for the parlay pick of the week. 
via DraftKings Sportsbook. I like the Ravens at home, minus seven against the Rams. NFC teams this year, Detroit, Seattle, that have gone east to face Lamar Jackson and that speed offense have been clobbered. I'll take the Ravens to win by over a touchdown. The Browns have Joe Flacco, but their defense at home should shut down the Jags, who won't have Trevor Lawrence or Christian Kirk. He's having surgery. I like the Browns by a touchdown. Chiefs minus two and a half at home over the Bills. They're better. They're bouncing off a loss, which they normally do. And I just don't trust the Bills in a big spot. Ravens, Browns, Chiefs, home favorites like them all. If you want to take the herd parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, please use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. Takes a minute, that's all. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. All right, it's the game of the season for the Dallas Cowboys as they host the Philadelphia Eagles, a team they outplayed, but true to form last couple of years, lost to a very good team, situationally didn't make the plays late. 
The Cowboys do not have a win this year over a team that currently has a winning record. Again, it's a multi-season trend. Destroy, especially at home, bad teams and mediocre teams, and then fold late against the good ones. So Philadelphia is ready to go off a humiliating loss. Really, really good teams off humiliating losses tend to crystallize, play very well. Um, Everybody's burying the Eagles. Everybody. Philadelphia still wants the number one seed and a bye. They're an older team. Older teams like buys. I can't find anybody that doesn't like the Cowboys. Vegas likes Dallas. The media likes Dallas. The fans like Dallas. The difference this time, though, instead of cynicism, the Cowboys are doing several things that Super Bowl teams do. At least teams that get to the Super Bowl. Dak, a very good quarterback, is having his best year. That's very Matt Ryan, very Cam Newton in their Super Bowl appearance years. They have seven blowout wins. Super Bowl champs in the last decade average seven blowout wins. They have a top five defense in virtually every metric. That's a Super Bowl defensive metric. Uh, They have an offensive coach. The last four Super Bowl champs, five of six, have had an offensive coach. They have an emerging O-line mixed with youth and veterans. That feels like a Super Bowl O-line. And this Dallas team, to me, feels different. I do Super Bowl bubbles about once a month on this show, and right now I have Dallas in my Super Bowl bubble. Kansas City, Baltimore, Philly, Dallas, and San Francisco, three NFC teams, two AFC teams. I think Miami and Detroit, there are things I like, especially Miami, but I've got questions against Miami in big games. Detroit's defense has gone into the tank. Joe Burrow's out. Cincinnati can't be there. That's where I am today. Kansas City, Baltimore, Philly, Dallas, San Francisco, and stuff to like, offensively explosive, Detroit, Miami, Question them against good offenses, tough physical teams in big games. So I do think it's different. It's not a blazing five pick. I would take Philadelphia and the hook, but I think this Dallas team feels like a team that can get to the Super Bowl. Greg Cosell yesterday, this has as much praise as I ever remember him heaping on Dak Prescott. In the last five or six weeks where he's played exceptionally well, we have seen him make far more outside of structure, off schedule plays than I think we saw all in the last couple of years. He's been very comfortable moving. He's been seeing the field extremely well on the run, and he's made really good throws moving. Yep, it's a different Dak. It's a different Cowboy team. And one, after all these years, I finally buy. I really do. J Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. A little sad to see the Super Bowl bubble shrinking, as you know that like the season's coming to an end. The one team I would ask you to maybe put in pencil there, Buffalo Bills. If they beat the Chiefs, they're back. They're in the mix at 7-6 and six with all the backup quarterbacks. Can I say on the Bills in pencil on the outside? Maybe you could put half the logo on there. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get started with the uh, Chicago Bears who currently hold the first and fifth picks in the draft, first via Carolina. There have been rumblings that Chicago could potentially move off Justin Fields and draft Caleb Williams first overall, but Fields isn't letting the rumors get to him. Life isn't fair. So, uh, you know, me personally, I'm just focused on what I can control and 
you know, the rest is in God's hands. And, you know, wherever, if I'm here next year, if I'm not, um, you know, football doesn't define who I am as a person. I'm very blessed in the position I am in. And, um, you know, uh, I think a million people would love to be in the position I am right now. So um, really just, you know, um, not taking that for granted and um, just, just taking every, each and every moment I have. Uh, every day up here, you know, uh, to the fullest. So, yeah. That's a good answer. Solid. I like um, Chicago this weekend. It's a big one. I, I, it's tough to say it's a big one for him. I don't know that he can do anything to change a coach's staff opinion of him. I, I don't, but I do think he has viable market, two, three teams. I think he's too talented. If Sam Darnold got a second chance in Carolina, Justin Fields will get a second chance. He's got too much athletic ability for an offensive coach to not say, Give me a chance at that. Defensive coach, they don't like turnovers. He fumbles like once a game. But an offensive coach looks at that and says, you know, I watch Anthony Richardson with Shane Steichen. You can make plays in this league. I think offensive coaches look at Justin Fields. The thing that's hurting Justin now is it's a defensive culture. That actually does him a solid on the market. Because I think offensive coaches look at the Bears' front office, their weak ownership, their roster, and they're like, well, who could succeed there? Right? It's almost like when Darnold failed with the Jets, everybody's like, well, it's the Jets. So, you know, an offensive coach, Matt Rule, goes, I think I can win some games with this. Baker Mayfield has gotten another chance, right? Because it's Cleveland, they're dysfunctional. So the dysfunction of the Bears actually helps Mm. Justin on the market. And if I was Arthur Smith, and they're going to win their division, and they're not going to get a top-four quarterback, I would have absolutely no problem bringing Justin Fields in. Do you remember a couple weeks ago, I came out here and said the market for Justin Fields is going to be robust and massive, 10 teams, and you scoffed, and you mocked me. I still am. It's three. Okay. So (laughs) we watched (laughs) a game last night. Philadelphia is another place where an offensive coach would go, I'll put him behind Jalen Hurts. We watched a game last night. Uh, Pittsburgh would kill for Justin Fields to be the backup right but now. And I, he might beat out Pickett for the starter. But if I'm an agent, I'm his agent, I have no interest okay. going to New England. I would send I, him yeah, to I Arthur agree. Smith or Philadelphia tomorrow. But well, now wait a minute. What if Justin Fields says, hey, Mr. Agent guy, I don't want to be a backup. I want to start the way Sam Darnold got the chance in Carolina. There's got to be a team out there that well, would consider me a starter. Well, no, I think I think Atlanta's the spot. First of all, he's from there. That's something. Arthur Smith appears to be more than capable. He shouldn't be leading this division. Secondly, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Bajan Robinson. Their O-line's yeah. underrated. He is a playmaker. If I mean, I always say... One of the safest bets will be if Justin Fields goes to Atlanta... His numbers are all go up, just because it's an offensive left. It's a, it's an offensive leaning yeah. culture, no question. So I think what's really hurting him now actually helps him on the market. That you look at the Bears' dysfunction and go, nobody could win there. It helps him on the market. But does he want to be the it, starter, or it, you know what? Maybe I'd just be a backup. I would take. I would go to Atlanta no. to start. Over Philadelphia well, okay. as a backup. Fine. Seattle calls. Hey, you know uh, it was terrible against San Fran. We no missed thanks. the playoffs because no, of no. Defensive culture. You, okay, you see the wide receivers that group's got? DK Metcalf, uh, JSN, and they, Lockett? Well, I'm Cole Komet, DJ Moore, Mooney. Oh, stop. Chicago, come on. Seattle has way more. I mean, I, I floated New York Giants your way. I, I think you kind of like There's options. He could start or be a backup. I'm telling you, 10 teams at least Damn. for Justin Fields. All right, next, let's move on to, uh, oh, we're sticking in the NFC North. Uh, the Packers are rolling. Your guy, Jordan Love, one, four, five. Seventh seed in the NFC. Jordan Love says the team views the remaining games as must wins. 
we don't doubt anybody or, or you know, take a game off or anything like that. We, we give everybody respect and just take it that one game at a time. Um, and, and our mindset is just to focus and go win every week. We don't need a reminder at all. You know, we know exactly what position we're in. Um, you know, every game is like a playoff game for us. You know, we just got to – we know that mentality. We got to win out. So um, this team doesn't need a reminder of that. The, uh, Green Bay should win. My feeling, though, this game's really close. You, it, you look at that game on paper and you think it's an awful game, watch that game be entertaining. I think the Giants should have a chance to win that game. I don't think they will because I think Green Bay is going to run the table. I think they're going to win every game going forward. I think Green Bay goes. I think Green Bay ends up 11-6. and six. So imagine getting to the playoffs facing uh, Tommy De- DeVito, uh, Baker Mayfield, Bryce Young, Josh Dobbs, and Justin Fields. Well, when, that like, when that Tom, is a poo-poo platter if I've ever okay, seen Okay, but Tom Brady, when he came out of the Week 12 bye, he got to face a lousy Detroit team in Atlanta twice. That's the breaks. Yeah. It's the breaks. I think Green Bay is going to go on a run. Hey, hey, how many games can they over under one and a half playoff wins? For under, that? under. But they're, they're going to make the playoffs. You sure? I, I'm going to tell you something. If you start looking at that receiving group, they've... Acquire, they, they well, they got to be healthy. I don't know if Watson's going to go. But they've week. got four guys I like, five guys and two tight ends. They're really talented. Yeah, but the guys are hurt every week. Aaron Jones hurt again. He's killed my fantasy team. I'll stop. Uh, Watson hurt all the time. Dobbs, he's in and out of lineup. Like they've drafted well, but nobody can stay healthy there. But I said over under one and a half. Um, I think they're going to win their wild card game, and then depending on who they face, I'm just telling you, nobody is afraid to face the Detroit Lions the way they're playing right now. Like, yeah. nobody. They're, yeah. they're just not a good football team right now. Well, they, they, they have a problem they can't solve personnel-wise. They just, they're bad on the back end. They can't solve it. As, and, I don't know, Cowboys? We'll see. I'm not sold on them. Uh, final story, Colin. Let's go to baseball, where the hot stove is cooking, and John Morosi reports that Shohei Otani's free agency decision is imminent and could happen today. Morosi adds, the Toronto Blue Jays have improved their standing in the Otani sweepstakes and are viewed as a finalist alongside the Dodgers. Some have even speculated Toronto is the front runner. Now, I, I gambling odds are not really showing us anything crazy. Otani's camp is doing a good job keeping this under wraps. Okay. But come on. He's okay. not going to Toronto. Well, is first he? of all, Toronto, it would not be good for baseball, but Toronto's an international city and he's an international star. I heard for months he wanted to stay on the West Coast. Okay. West Coast. If you've already remember, he played for the Angels. Their rival is the Dodgers. So leaving from the Angels to the Dodgers, there'll be a little dust up there. People don't like it. So instead of immediately saying, I'm going to be a Dodger, that would give you the impression that he made his mind up in the middle of the season. You're very conspiracy theory. Okay, I'm, I'm not Otani. a conspiracy it's theory two guy. two days in a row on Otani with you. But what he's doing is, I gave this deep thought. I, I literally, I was an angel till the last inning. I almost went to Toronto. <laughs> I almost went to Toronto, and then at the last second, uh, somebody spoke to me. Voices said, go to the Dodgers, young man. But he's wanted to be a Dodger since the All-Star break. But this is the way to cover sort of the tracks here for you and the agent. Bring in a dark horse team. Uh, Still give the Angels a shot, which he's doing. And then kind of, yeah, maybe Dodgers. And then he chooses Dodgers, and he's made his mind. Now, I'm a casual with baseball. 
But I don't buy he's staying with the Angels or no. why go through this. He yeah, knows why? exactly. Yeah. I don't buy Toronto, although. You know, he's a global athlete. It's, a, it's probably the most global city in North America, New York and Toronto. But if you didn't want people to think you made your mind up and it was a hmm. decision you, you like, like etched in stone, because remember, the agent for Otani has to deal. He's got other players, probably. He's got to deal with teams. The last thing the agent wants to think is you had this thing done months ago. Mm. So I think they're trying to create this fog of indecision he could go either way to canada and then he goes i'll be a dodger um now now in an hour he could choose uh the blue jays and i'd I'm. this is just a conspiracy theory i don't have it sourced nobody has a clue you know by the way when jeff passan doesn't know and buster only doesn't know and verducci and ken rosenthal don't know nobody knows Uh, it does feel it feels a little um trying too hard to make me believe Otani is literally restless sleep yeah. at night, has Blue Jays yeah. in his it, mind. It, God, Colin, if, if he goes to the Blue Jays, is this online with LeBron picking the heat back in the day? Now, I know LeBron did like a TV special, which really ticked off everybody, but uh, at the time, the heat were like, there was a cup, a pocket of people who were like, yeah, he's going to go to Miami, but mostly people thought he'd stay in Cleveland. Well, I, I don't think anybody right now really thinks that he's going to Toronto. If well, he does that, that is... Canada doesn't even... For the top free agents in hockey. I mean, Steve Nash didn't choose them, right? <laughs> At one point, he didn't choose right. the Canadian Steve Nash. They don't always get the best hockey guide who often wants to come down to the States. So to get Otani... The only reason I think it's considered is because he views himself as kind of maybe his agent and the marketing people think it's a global city and we're, he's a global star. We want to be Ronaldo level. We want to be able to bounce around and go all over, not just be a West Coast baseball player. Oh, they, right. Ronaldo goes to, uh, where's he playing soccer right now? Uh, other side of the world, um, I think, is Saudi Arabian League or something? Yes, yes. Yeah, like nobody had that. That was a money play. Right, right, right. But it also extended his brand to another part of the world. And so Otani now is seen as like a West Coast guy, Pacific Rim West Coast. If he goes to Canada, it's another country, to the East Coast, it broadens his marketing ability. And so, like I would have thought he would be a Yankee, but they don't want to get into that sweepstakes. The other thing about Otani, he's not going to pitch anymore, right? Uh, I don't think he's going to pitch next year. I don't think he's going to pitch next year. Next year, he's not going to pitch. Have you seen the numbers for what he's going to get paid to not pitch, just hit? I mean, he's great, but I thought the whole... He's box office. Oh, no. We talked about him all season. We're not a baseball show, but he was a topic seven, eight times. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. No, I, I really do think the Toronto part of it may be a ruse, but it is. it does feel like right now he's viewed as largely... This great baseball player, but kind of a California guy. And his agent and marketing people may want to broaden that out. I see soccer guys do it all the time. We all do. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? 
I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit CCP Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. Sunday, we got a huge day of football coming your way on Fox. The Rams take on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Or the Seahawks battle Christian McCaffrey and the Niners. Check for the game in your area only on Fox and the Fox Sports app. Lamar Jackson may not play. He's sick. We think he's going to play, but there's a story out today. He's sick. Illness, mispractice yesterday. I think he's going to be fine. Okay. I stayed away from that game. I love Baltimore. That's a mistake by you. 
<laughs> it, it may be. By the way, I think I couldn't tell you how many times the game I pass on wins. So that's the game I'm passing on. Baltimore's the side I like. There you go. So Marvin Harrison Jr., the best college wide receiver prospect probably in my life, says he is undecided and considering returning to Ohio State. I do not think he should, nor do I think he will. But it does show you the difference in why college football has completely pulled away from college basketball. College football stars like Marvin Harrison Jr. and Caleb Williams are now enticed to stay and consider it. College basketball stars are enticed to leave if they even go to college. College basketball now is a two- to three-week sport. College football will explode next year with a 12-team playoff and two mega-conferences, the Big Ten and the SEC. I don't understand why college football doesn't privatize and pull away from athletic departments. I don't understand why venture capital firms don't buy college football programs. It's where all the money is. I'd separate from the rest of the athletic departments and make them pay their own bills. But we have a 12-team playoff. The sport's about to explode. And there's only two things anybody watches in college. College football and three weeks of college basketball, and that's it. But this is noteworthy because both Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr., these are transcendent prospects, have at least considered or are considering staying in college football. I've said this ad nauseum for the last two, three weeks, that I believe as a stock, the best buy in sports is college football. It will explode over the next two to three to four to five years, it will cement itself as easily as the NBA continues to be mostly irrelevant ratings-wise in the regular season. It will cement itself as the number two sport in this country. But it is, it is really something. College basketball players, if they go to college, are enticed constantly to leave. Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison, considering staying means that many borderline guys that could go to the pros and get drafted in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth round, real players, are going to stay, making the product better. What's happened to college basketball is the product's not very good. It's like an apartment complex. Nobody that lives there actually wants to live there. Everybody's looking to leave eventually to a house, a condo, or a better spot. But college football now, more and more really good players. Shadur Sanders for Colorado would be a first-round quarterback. He's staying. That is a huge benefit. It's the opposite to what has happened to college basketball in a decade. Elite players, elite top-of-the-board guys. I'm going to come back. I like college. Just great for any network that's got college football and great for fans because the quality, unlike college basketball, will remain high and may even get better. So Sean McDermott has a star quarterback, and he's not winning enough. And, uh, you know, he fired his offensive coordinator. Can't blame him now for this season. Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator, quit. That's rare. Can't blame him for this season. Josh Allen's still great. Can't blame him for this season. So there's all sorts of leaks coming out now from players and coaches because he got an extension last year from the owner. So the owner likes him, and the GM defends him. But now there's some really ugly stories leaking, one being that back in 2019, four years ago, Sean McDermott, as he was making an inspirational speech, brought up 9-11. It was clunky. Uh, it, it just didn't work, and he apologized for it. As I mentioned to the team then that I regretted and apologized for me not doing a good job of clearly communicating my point. 
and I'm going to do the same with the team today on about when they're done meetings so that if there's anyone new that they understand um, how important that is to me and my family um, because it's a it's an important event a horrific event in in our history so stuff gets out when people want it out and there is a website go long uh tyler dunn will be on our show in a couple of hours we've used him for years on the packers and the bills the bills don't like him they don't give him press passes to attend their games because he's critical of mcdermott in the organization so obviously uh he interviewed like 25 30 people uh mcdermott's a very rigid guy i think he's a classic clean up the mess football coach but doesn't have any great vision i've used chuck knox as an example for that certainly capable very detailed very organized and very very rigid so he can get you the first part which is cleaning up a mess which will ensure that sean mcdermott gets another job if he ever gets run out of buffalo but i don't see him as a guy that really has vision for the next level for the record i don't see any of these defensive coaches other than maybe D'Amico ryan's looks like he's got it but he's a very rigid defensive coach and the thing that would bother me in this article, obviously the 9-11 stuff is a whiff, it's a gaff. we all know that. That's the headline, no question. But um, uh, Tyler Dunn also points out that he didn't ha- doesn't have much of a relationship with uh, Josh Allen. What are you doing? There- there's one player you have to have a relationship with in that building. That is Josh Allen. And this, this is Belichick and Mac Jones and Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. And you think Sean Payton hangs out and parties with Russell Wilson? They're not, they're not guys. But you got to make sure you get along, you communicate, you're in close contact, you know his weaknesses, his strengths, what he likes, what he doesn't. So the article's got a lot of different sourcing uh, that clearly players and assistant coaches are done of the finger pointing. Uh, And that's really what the article states, is that he won't take accountability for some of the issues. Um, I, I don't think he's a bad coach. I think he's a defensive coach, and I think defensive coaches are rigid, and you just have to have a relationship with Josh Allen. So I'm seeing defensive coaches, Mike Tomlin last night, Belichick, Sean McDermott, Ron Rivera. I like Mike Vrabel, but they've had, they've gone to a backup quarterback, and it gets worse. Whereas offensive coaches will take a backup after an injury, and it's pretty good early, and it tends to get better. A defensive coach, it's bad, and it spirals out of control. So uh, Josh Allen, to me, deserves a reboot, deserves an offensive coach and an offensive culture. Leslie Frazier quit. Can't blame him. Ken Dorsey got fired. Can't blame him. Josh is having a great year. Can't blame him. Still don't have a running game. Dependable running game. It's a little better this year, but not great. So now it can all change if they beat Kansas City. And the heat is off if they beat Kansas City. And a lot of people this weekend think they can. Uh, in a weird way, I'm almost rooting for him because, I mean, it's, it's gotten pretty ugly for Sean McDermott. But this is something we've talked about, discussed, seen. I would be bothered that another defensive head coach does not have a tight relationship with the quarterback. I mean, Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan sound like roommates. Stafford and McVay, inseparable. I mean, they can, they can read each other's minds. That's what you need. You don't have to go out every night. But, I mean, Belichick and Brady didn't have dinner in 20 years, not once. That's, there's no excuse for that. Do better. So um, that's your situation in Buffalo. Again, they can, they can turn it all around with a win this weekend. That's why the NFL's great. One game a week, win it. A lot of the critics go away. But uh, it's gotten ugly. You can tell Sean McDermott's personality at the podium is a lot more, uh, um, a little less intense. I think he knows he's under the microscope. I think he knows he's in trouble. But they gave him an extension 
And they said two weeks ago, the GM, we're not firing Sean McDermott. So there's just a lot of tension. And when an owner gives an extension and a GM says we're not firing him, what do players think? Our only out is the media. Our only, our only outlet now to get somebody run is the media. So that's why when, when players feel like they have no leverage or power because the owner likes the coach and the GM says we're not firing the coach, what do you do? You go to the media. And, you know, the media's job is to get sources, and, and Tyler Dunn's doing a great job on that. But clearly what it's telling you is a lot of those players in that room, they want accountability from the coach because Josh Allen keeps in these big games against Cincinnati and Kansas City. Josh Allen keeps scoring late, and the defense can't stop him, and McDermott's a defensive guy. All right, J-Mac. Blazing five, top of next hour. You know, I'm just thinking here. Can I add Baltimore and have a blazing six? Uh, I I do believe your name is still on the show, so you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. So if I do a blazing five and then just say... We don't have the graphics for it, but I'm taking Baltimore. Well, I'm gonna just be I'm d- careful. Check the weather. It looks like it's going to be a monsoon a, in Baltimore. It, I know. That's why um, I stayed away. I did a teaser where I teased Baltimore down to just have to win the game. All right. Well, I can't is, do that on Blazing. Well, you got to add teaser to the Blazing 5. Tease Buffalo up. Chiefs aren't beating them by more than eight. And you tease the uh, Ravens down. They just win the game. That's a lot of information. That's a lot of stuff. That's this is what we do, man. Come on. Blazing 5 next hour two in L.A. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.